This episode and every episode of the Beer Guys Radio Show is brought to you by Ironmonger Brewing. Visit Ironmonger at their taproom in Marietta, Georgia, or online at ironmongerbrewing.com. Open up a tab, grab a seat, and pour a pint. It's time for the Beer Guys Radio Show. You want free beer? Go to the brewery. Dedicated to the art, science, and enjoyment of craft beer. Yo, what's wrong with the beer we got? Now, here are your hosts, Tim Dennis and Brian Hewitt. Welcome to the Beer Guys Radio Show. We are broadcasting from the Beer Guys Radio Studios in Marietta, Georgia. And this week, we're talking with San Antonio's Roadmap Brewing. I am Tim Dennis, and with me as always is my good friend and co-host, Brian Hewitt. Hey, Tim. So joining us today, we have Dustin Baker, the owner and brewer for Roadmap Brewing. We're going to talk about new IPAs coming out, NE IPAs, in fact, Stroganoff Pilsners, Groots, and maybe even the Alamo. Dustin, thanks for joining us. Yeah, thanks for having me. Absolutely, absolutely. Well, Dustin, we just got into a style that's kind of trending right now. We have your minor in Italian here, which is an Italian Pilsner. Can you tell us a little bit about that? Yeah, uh, it's actually probably my favorite beer that we do, minor Italian. It's essentially a dry hop Czech Pilsner. It's a style that's kind of taken over the craft scene now. I'm excited about that, that lagers are coming back a little bit. Pretty much noble hops, so it's not going to be super citrusy, but it's clean, crisp, and great to drink in the summer heat. How do you define an Italian Pilsner? Is it purely the dry hopping that really gets it there? I mean, you could read an article that says one way or the other. I've always envisioned it kind of as a, uh, a Czech pills that's got the same water profile, kind of softer, but it, it is dry hopped. Uh, so you're going to get that less bitter, but more of that hop aroma. I had seen some things that said that an Italian Pilsner was essentially a uh, Pilsner dry hop with noble hops. I forget the name of the brewery, but the brewery in Italy that apparently originated the style came out and said, no, there's more to it than that. You know, you've got to do other certain things it's not just you know dry hopping a check pills so yeah yeah a lot of it has to do with the water uh and right i know the brew you're talking about uh and despite my minor in italian i i can't pronounce it so okay uh, <laughs> now <laughs> we see why you're brewing and not teaching italian yeah right? exactly. yeah i've forgotten what their name is i keep thinking about pivo pills from uh from firestone, firestone walker, walker which yeah. is the which is actually inspired by the original but i don't remember what the original is <laughs> now did you use this beer as the base for your beef stroganoff pills oh no no we wouldn't dare taint with a <laughs> okay taint with a All beef right. stroganoff recipe that's you know thousands of years old Thousands. Uh, <laughs> is that did you use real beef real sour cream all that good stuff in that one oh yeah we don't cut corners at roadmap you know that beef stroganoff pills family recipe family recipe grass fed is all that, that is that stuff. an annual release or kind of a seasonal thing this was a one time you'll have to see you know next april what we what we decide on doing but this was okay. a fun one this was your april fools joke this year correct Yes, yes, although yeah. even my own mother did not know that. Uh, <laughs> okay. There's no telling these days. Yeah, particularly, I mean, I don't know what the beer scene's like on that side of the country, but here there's some stuff that I see in the middle of October that I'm like, what? It's not April Fool's yet. One of our local breweries, Monday Night Brewing, does a line of seltzers called Narwater. And their April Fool's joke was a buttermilk ranch, I think it was, Narwater. Oh. <laughs> and I'm like, y'all, you can't be making jokes like this when Martin House is out there. In t- that's one, exactly, of, that's yeah. one of y'all's breweries. It was pretty funny um, just because uh, I almost felt a little bad for Martin House's uh, 
social media director because they were probably getting blown up on April Fools because they yeah. got tagged in a lot of comments on our posts. Uh, <laughs> but the, you know, they're good spirited. They're good people up there. And, and uh, I'm trying to turn it into a collaboration brew with them, but uh, we'll see what happens. Sure. They'd be, I think I've seen that. I know they did the ranch and hot wing. And there's yeah. the, did I can't even Somebody remember some else of the did, others. They've done so quite a few a, crazy ones. It wasn't them, but there's been a mustard beer and there's been a hot dog beer or hot yeah. dog water beer. But those were I think those were Eastern Seaboard. Like I think Oscar Blues did the mustard beer. Oscar, Oscar, Oscar Blues, Blues did the mustard. Did yeah. mustard. Yeah, that's what it was. Collaboration with French's. That's right. It was French's. It was legit too. It, we had that, didn't we? It wasn't we too did. bad. We yeah, did. Our friend Digi Jude Nate, he actually got up the morning of the release and drove to North Carolina <laughs> to make sure to get some of that beer. So That's great stuff. It's a good time. Now, Dustin, what is the strangest beer you've ever actually brewed? I mean, that's a tough question because I feel like they're all pretty strange anymore. But uh, <laughs> once a year, we do do a, uh, a Sour Patch Kettle Sour uh, okay. with 25 pounds of just the blue raspberry Sour Patches. That's our quote-unquote, I guess it's now actually a thing, slime beer for Halloween. Okay, uh, that's that's probably one of the weirder ones we've done at the brewery. That's really interesting. You've got some uh, some other interesting ones uh, that I've seen. You have a jalapeno milk stout too, don't you? Yeah, yeah. Uh, so that's one that like I'd love to bring back more often. It's just it's just difficult to sell sometimes. But yeah, it's <laughs> it's uh, it's kind of spicy and sweet at the same time. I could see that one be a tough sell. <laughs> the best part of that beer is we call it jalapeno. Oh, and nice. We're in, South, we're in South Texas, so we like yeah. to, and we're right in the heart of downtown San Antonio, so we get a lot of tourists. So we like to watch uh, watch all the uh, tourists who don't know how to speak a lick of Spanish say, I'll have the jalapeno. And you're like, so, you actually said it right. Exactly. Yeah, yeah. One right well done. Well done. Exactly yeah. right. Well, Tim, I think it's time for us to get into the beers of the week. Now it's time for our beers of the week. Brought to you by The Nest craft beer and barbecue in downtown Kennesaw, Georgia. TheNestKennesaw.com Brian, you know the drill. As always, we've got a great list of beers to try. We want to thank our friends at The Nest for sponsoring this segment. Brian, did you know that April is Craft Cocktail Month? I did not know that. Yes, and in addition to a great beer selection, The Nest does also do craft cocktails. So you can go check them out. Also, a little heads up for you, our friends at The Nest, actually at one of their sister companies, Apotheos Roastery, the coffee house that we talked to not long ago. And our friends here at Ironmonger did a collaboration beer that we'll be releasing May 1st. It is a Mexican chocolate coffee cake stout. Sounds so wonderful. have to keep an eye out for that. But for today's beers, as we mentioned, we've got uh, several good ones from Roadmap. We're currently drinking the minor and Italian Italian Pilsner that we talked about there. We also have Lil Rody, that's R-H-O-D-Y, Northeast IPA. We have Professor Plum's Alibi, which is a fruited kettle sour. And, Brian, we got a little cookie stout, a little Samoa nice. cookie stout there. You may want to drink Samoa. We've yes. got a lot of other ones to get to. We'll see what we can get to, but those are a few that we have on the roster. Dustin, thank you. You sent us quite a nice selection of a. Uh, no shorties to choose from there, right? Yeah, I'm happy you listed them because I honestly forgot what I sent you. Just so. loaded the box up and send it. There's that, even that a few more that we didn't list. Yes, but we'll get to all of them that we can. So looking forward to that. Brian, what's happening this week in the news? What's in the news? The beer guys have the scoop. Extra, extra, read all about it. Time for headlines. 
Okay, we've got some 2020 beer stats. The Brewers Association has released their industry production report for 2020. The headline is that we've reached an all-time high in terms of operating breweries, but at a time when we're seeing the first production decline in the modern craft beer era. Craft breweries approached 23.1 million barrels in 2020, which is a 9% decline from 2019, which saw 26.3 million barrels sold. Overall, the market declined by 3% last year, which is about $22.3 billion in retail sales. On the bright side, even with the draft sales down 40% last year, small breweries demonstrated incredible resilience with the total number of craft breweries climbing to 8,764, which is the highest number ever. Yep. If you'd like more details, there's a really cool infographic on the Brewers Association's website that details this and a whole bunch more. So good and bad news, honestly. Yeah, but, it's. I guess it could have been more bleak. You know, it could have been. Definitely yeah. could have been. How did 2020 go for you overall, Dustin? Yeah, it was an interesting year. Uh, those stats pretty much line up that we grew in production side. You know, we're doing way more cans than we ever thought we would. Well, frankly, than we ever want to do. Right. But, uh, yeah. It's been going well. And, you know, we're pushing through and staying steady as, as much as we can and rolling with the punches. Guess that's all you can do. Yeah. Yeah. In related news, the Brewers Association's economist Bart Watson says craft beer will likely return to growth in 2021, and it could even be greater growth than the 3 to 4% we saw in 2019. But in all likelihood, craft beer won't make up for all the volume lost in 2020, at least not in 2021. So it may be 4% or something, but it's still not going to quite catch up. And craft beer is becoming a more mature market, so according to Bart Watson, we're likely to see it settle into more of a 2 to 3% range in the coming years. I mean, even if we're having some growth, that's a good thing. Some growth is good. Can't argue with that. Um, Better than going backwards. Exactly. (laughs) Exactly. And, you know, the little bit of slide this year with the pandemic, you know, about the best we can hope for. It's kind of a forced loss. Yeah. I mean, what can you do about that, right? Sure. Yeah. With the single digit decline, you know, if they said beer slid 20%, you know, that that would hurt a lot more. Exactly. I did notice that the ratio of closures to openings, the closures did eke up quite a bit there. I think it was about like a one to three or something. That sounds about right from what I recall. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Well, you're listening to the Beer Guys Radio Show. We do need to take a break, but we'll be back very soon with more from Roadmap Brewing. Have you ever thought about owning your own brewery but don't know what it takes to get one built? We're Storytime Construction, and we build breweries. We're Georgia's most experienced and hands-on contractors when it comes to building new breweries and tap rooms or expanding existing breweries. We offer full build-outs, remodeling, and additions, as well as consulting and construction management. Give us a call at 770-733-4343. Storytime Construction. We build breweries. Brian and Tim, the beer guys. If you're like us, no lunch or dinner is complete without a pint or two of craft beer. Which is why Truck and Tap in downtown Woodstock, Alpharetta, and Duluth are always on our list. Tim, why do they call it Truck and Tap? Well, the tap part is easy, Brian. They've got 18 of them. As for the truck part, that's where it gets interesting. Truck and Tap features your favorite Atlanta area food trucks, so you're getting a different menu every day. Truck and Tap in downtown Woodstock, Alpharetta, and Duluth. Truckandtap.com. Let them know that the beer guys sent you. Guys on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. Cannibal, cannibal coming. Now back to the Beer Guys Radio Show. 
Welcome back to Beer Guys Radio Show. Remember, all episodes are available on demand, so if you miss the broadcast, get the podcast. Beer Guys Radio is available on all popular and unpopular podcasting apps. Now let's get back to Roadmap Brewing. Dustin, we talked to you some uh, ahead of time set up for the show. We know that you were a school teacher, middle school teacher. Is that correct? Yeah, it's uh, middle school. Okay, and we've already learned that you do have a minor in Italian along with your other degrees that you use every day at Roadmap Brewing, right? Yeah, yeah. Ciao, Bella. There you go. See, <laughs> done, done, done. So, with being a school teacher and uh, you know the degrees and that, how did Roadmap Brewing become a thing? I got into a home brewing as a wedding present. I uh, registered kind of secretly uh, on Amazon uh, for a <laughs> okay. uh, for a homebrew kit uh, when we got married, and then my my wife's uh, uncle bought it for us and uh, kind of took off from there. Then I moved down to San Antonio for a teaching position. Lost a little bit of faith in the uh, education system. I missed the kids, but uh, they were driving me to drink a lot and uh, and brew a lot. So I uh, started chasing another passion, and, and that's how Roadmap kind of started to happen. So it's kind of a cost savings type of thing. You're driving me to drink, so I'm going to brew my own, so I don't yeah. spend all this money. You know, don't go. Yeah, to this day, we still do a teacher discount seven days a week because no one needs a beer like a teacher does. Okay, yeah, makes sense. Which are harder to wrangle, yeast or children? Well, today it was yeast, <laughs> but yeah, that drunk makes people. sense. Yeah, drunk people's the answer. Drunk people, drunk people. harder than kids. Yeah, but and, at least you didn't have a drunk. Middle schooler after drinking half a can of Ginny Cream. (laughs) You'd be amazed in the last district I taught in. We had eighth graders driving to school. All right. Wow. Okay. Do what you do then, huh? Yeah. See, I went to school some of my time in kind of rural Arkansas. And one thing I remember there is I remember in high school, the beginning of deer hunting season was like, it was understood kids weren't coming to school then. Like that was a day off and they, they didn't get counted. It was just understood for a lot of these kids that when deer season opened up, that was a day off. And I can also remember kids bringing their new hunting rifles to class and showing <laughs> off their, their hunting rifles. I can't they even would, imagine that happening no, now. But, and it was very common to see a pickup truck. I haven't seen one in years and years and years, but pickup trucks used to have where they'd, they'd hang them on the window behind the driver, like inside yeah, the, gun the truck. Racks. They yeah. would have a gun rack with a couple of rifles. We'd always have trucks parked on campus with hunting rifles in them. So I actually, in an area of uh, eastern Oregon where I lived for a number of years during high school, gun racks in the back of trucks were not uncommon. So yeah. they hunted. Yeah, no more. Yeah. No more. Yeah, I, I taught in Pittsburgh, and we got off. Uh, I guess they got smart up there. They You just gave opening day for hunting. You got off of school, so you just yeah. didn't go. And then my wife went to high school up there, and they had a had a rifle team. So the rifle team would just bring their guns to school and put them in the locker. It was a different time. Seriously? It was, yeah. It wasn't, that, it wasn't that long ago, honestly. Like It wasn't. I get. Well, I guess yeah. for me it was a little bit. I was going to say, some of the early big episodes with guns happened like shortly after I got out of high school, basically. So I was on the the tail end of it. Oh, that's no big deal. I don't remember uh, in my entire school career ever hear about a shooting at school. No, not at all. The the worst thing, people would get in a fight. You'd hear about somebody maybe had a pocket knife on them or something. But that was about it. Anyhow. (laughs) <laughs> good old school days do you miss you miss those days huh dustin sometimes yeah i mean our glycol system went down yesterday so that day i missed it but okay yeah. i gotcha yeah. what is the worst thing you ever had a student do while you were teaching 
tell you what, I broke up so many fights my last year of teaching. It was crazy. Actually, the worst thing I saw was student that wasn't even at our school, and he just came into our building and went to four periods of class until someone realized that this kid didn't go to the school. Uh, so that was like that was a crazy <laughs> experience. He's That's just fun. visiting to fight voluntarily yeah. going to That's school. That's a field for trip, no a fighting field trip. Don't, don't you have those? Yeah, extra stuff. credit, I guess. <laughs> fun stuff. Well, Dustin, you had mentioned to us that. Uh, you made a comment that you canned a lot more beer than you ever wanted to. And I think that kind of ties in. You said that kind of you think the future of craft is, and you like to be small and local. Can you tell us kind of why that is? Yeah, so we very much are a taproom-based brewery. Still sell almost 100% of our beer out of our building. It just so happens now we, we end up selling it out of our building in the sense that we sell four packs to go an awful lot more than we ever thought we would. Yeah. And there's nothing wrong with that, but we like the idea that we get to control the product and, and the experience a little more if, if the consumer can see where it was brewed, meet the person who probably brewed it, and really get the full experience of beer, because that's what it is to me. We were joking off camera earlier about Genesee Cream Ale or, you know, Icy yeah. Light. Like, those beers don't taste great, but the experience, if you're in the right setting, those beers are the best beers you've ever had. Sure. I can remember, you know, lawnmower beer, Jenny Cream Hot. You know, you finish the lawn, you're hot, you're sweaty, you've got an ice-cold Jenny cream in the fridge. Man, that's a tasty beer at the time. At that moment in time, it's a it's good stuff. It is both cold and liquid, so that's... It I meets mean, that all the criteria. Checks all the boxes. Yep, absolutely. So you think the feature of uh, craft beer is, is staying small and staying local, right? Do you yeah. think with the Brewers Association releasing their top 50 brewers by volume, do you think those guys are on borrowed time at this point? like the big guys or they're always going to be here. No, I think, I think those guys will always be here. I kind of have a, a theory about the industry that the big guys and the small guys will be fine. It's the in-between guys that are going to struggle. I think you kind of saw, I mean, I think what I didn't quite dive into that, but new Glarus, I think is like number 12 on that list or something. And they're only in one state they are. Yeah. Uh, and their entire business model, they could be number three if they hadn't cut back. They, you know, they wanted to get bigger and then they realized why. And that's kind of where we are just on a much smaller level. It's not, can we, it's, do we want to? Right. So I, I kind of tell people we, we play the margins game a lot more than we play the volume game. Although it feels like when you're brewing three days a week, you're playing both. But that's right. <laughs> Burning the candle at both ends. You know, we talked to Dan Carey there from New Glarus and he mentioned that to us. I think Chicago was one market that they stretched into. That's right. Yeah. And was doing very well for them. And they pulled out. And of is it. it Deb Carey? I think it's Dan and Deb, if I'm not mistaken. But that sounds right. And, to me. and, you know, Dan had told us that she basically controlled the marketing and that, that he, he made the beer. You know, uh, for sure. And she just decided, she's like, I'm not doing this. You know, it's, it's not worth it. You know, let's take care of Wisconsin. You know, rather than have the headache of this get out. And it's obviously worked really well for them. And Chicago was really sad to see him go. They were upset that they left, but it's yeah, worked but out I mean, so well for them in the long term. <laughs> I'm sure there's plenty of people listening in Chicago who drive up to Wisconsin every weekend. Sure. And- oh, yeah. Yeah. I need someone who does that every weekend from Georgia so I can get some Wisconsin Belgian red. Oh, yeah. Those yeah. Beers. Enjoy those. For sure. You also do a good bit of charity work. I mean, involved in the community, something we talked about a lot with uh, craft breweries. And I guess a recent challenge that hit, boy, uh, Texas really got slammed with a winter storm this year, right? Yeah, that was a, that was a fun experience. I'm saying that with, I realize people can't see me. I have a smile on my face when I say fun. Uh, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> 
It was interesting. I'm from the north, so I'm used to winter storms, but uh, the power outages and the water outages were a whole new element for me. So we were happy to get to help out and get some water in some people's hands. You know, part right. of being a tap room is that you're part of the community. So you want to take care of that community so that they take care of you. And uh, it was that easy. That's. I was talking to some friends that were, I've got friends in Dallas, Fort Worth area, Houston area, and it got scary. You know, you never think about this stuff hitting to where we had a quote unquote blizzard several years ago here. Yeah. But yeah. it shut us down for like a week. It seriously did. And it got to the point where there was no food at the grocery store. You couldn't get out to get gas. You know, you're people abandoned cars in the road. Yeah. So it's crazy. I don't think a lot of people realize that how little time it takes before things really start falling apart on you. And you need someone like you guys out there just to get fresh water, you know, so. Yeah, I was excited to see that a bunch of people jumped on board, too. Uh, so we weren't the only brewery who was doing it in town. And, you know, the whole brewing community really hopped up and said, hey, we got a ton of water that we can't really do anything with. So here you go. You yeah. kind of kicked it off, though. You got the ball rolling when it came to that, right? Was that you? Yeah, I don't know if we were the first in Texas. I know we were uh, the first in South Texas. And then it kind of started to span, uh, largely because I ran out of water at my house. Uh, so, so I had a reason. You had to, to help to yourself as well, right? Yeah. Good stuff. Well, we do need to take a break. You're listening to the Beer Guys Radio Show. We'll be back very soon with more from Roadmap Brewing. Craft beer deserves craft glass. Thick Boys Glass has curated an online collective of glass artisans around the USA to bring you hand-blown beer glassware. These unique glasses are stylish and durable and have plenty of room to hold a tall boy of your favorite beer. Use code BEERGUYS at thickboysglass.com to get 15% off your order. Thick Boys Glass, that's T-H-I-C-C-B-O-I-S glass.com. the beer guys on facebook twitter and instagram now back to the beer guys radio show welcome back to the beer guys radio show i want to give a quick shout out to one of our great radio affiliates wuvr 1490 am and 98.9 fm in lebanon new hampshire catch beer guys radio on wuvr every saturday at 10 p.m local time now let's get back to roadmap brewing dustin we have just cracked into Professor Plum's alibi here. Can you tell us a little bit about this beer? Yeah, Professor Plum uh, is was our first kettle sour that we did on a commercial scale, actually. I had just taken a trip back to visit some family in Pittsburgh. San Antonio is a little behind the beer curve in a lot of ways, but we came back from Pittsburgh seeing that they were doing a lot of New England IPAs and fruited sours, and we're like, hey, let's try a crack at it. No one had done one in town. And so we started doing it. We tried it out a couple times on a small scale, and then launched it up it's a kettle sour with plum and lactose so it does finish a little sweeter i hesitate to call it a smoothie sour because that kind of has a new connotation right it's not Uh, too severe either no 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 it it tastes like beer there's carbonation and there's like a foamy head when you pour it there Um, is so yeah it's actually our top selling beer which if you would have told me that and when i was writing the business plan four years ago i would have laughed at you that South Texas would love a uh, fruity kettle sour, but here we are four years later, and it's pretty delicious. Uh, it's a little sweet for my liking, if I'm honest. I like some of our fruited sours that don't have the lactose. 
it is our top selling beer, so we must be doing something right with it. You know, speaking of things you would have just kind of laughed at, like you wouldn't have ever expected when you're writing up your business plan that hard seltzers would be such a thing and they'd be stealing market share away from beer. Like who would have thought this, you know? Basically, we've yeah. got Zima taking over the world right now. Are they taking market share from beer, though? Uh, are those, you know what? I do know a no. few beer drinkers that go that they way. They are definitely taking yeah. shelf space away from beer, 100%. Okay. Fair enough. Yeah, I think they're taking shelf space away from more macro than they are from the craft scene, in my opinion. Uh, I think that anecdotally, Bart Watson's the guy to ask on that. Uh, but, yeah. yeah. But uh, I imagine that, that Bud Light's giving up some of their shelf space for Bud Light Seltzer and so on. Yeah, they were uh, quick to get on board with that. <laughs> do you know yeah. we had Seltzerland? Seltzerland. I think it was Bud Light did it. The Seltzerland. So uh, I did not attend. I did not attend. I have a pickle seltzer in my fridge right now that my wife bought because it was in the singles section of the <sighs> grocery store. I was like, "How could she not?" And I was like, "Well, there's a lot of ways you could not." But I'm conflicted by that because I was going to say I, I like I, me I, some pickles. I like pickle juice and. Brian's Ooh. not on board with like all the fruit ones, but you start talking pickle, and Brian may be yeah, sold on seltzer. Pickle, I, I might make an exception for that. Uh, what I'm, about the ranch seltzer from uh, Stroganoff Seltzer? See, hang there you on. go, man. Is it ranch or Cool Ranch? It, let's call it Cool Ranch. <laughs> well, if you cool it down, it's Cool Ranch. There right? you go. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Serve cold. I, uh, you know what? I would have to take a taste of that, but that sounds absolutely awful. <laughs> it right, really it does. does. Yeah, pass. <laughs> uh, Dustin, you made a comment about San Antonio and kind of where they stand in the beer scene. There, we just had a friend open a brewery in Fort Worth, and I know uh, you know Dallas, Fort Worth area is pretty busy. Houston's got some good stuff. Is San Antonio a little behind as far as Texas goes? Yeah, I mean, I think Texas as a whole is a little behind, but San Antonio, we were really excited to have uh, CBC, the biggest conference in the in the world for our industry here, uh, and then COVID kind of shut that down within yeah. a month's time. So we're a little behind, but I mean, we're, we're picking up pace. You know, we're the seventh biggest city in the country, uh, and at the time that we opened three years ago, I think we were the 12th brewery. The eighth biggest city in the country is San Diego, and I can't even fathom how many breweries are in San Diego. So the per capita ratio of uh, breweries in this state and in this city is is pretty behind. But but our taste and our flavor, you know, we're, we're picking it up where we can. But you're not actually having to educate a lot of people, or are you, about craft beer? Because small cities, I know, are still in the process of bringing people up to speed as to what craft beer was. Kind of what we were doing like four, five, six, seven years ago here, you know. Yeah, I mean, we still get that a little bit. We really try to, some of our proudest beers that we do are lagers, and it's explaining like what a lager is compared to, you know, a, not all lagers are just Lone Star Light or Bud Light or Coors Light. Or, so there is some of that. And then just understanding that not all IPAs are going to be bitter bombs. That can be something that we still interact with quite a bit. We're in a bit of a tourist area. We're right downtown in San Antonio, about a half mile from the Alamo. So we get a lot of people from out of town that do come by the brewery and we don't have to educate them, but they're not our bread and butter. Our bread and butter is San Antonio, the community. So Dustin, Brian begged me to tell this story <laughs> to you when we had you on here, when we talked to, when you mentioned the Alamo. So I actually have a relative who fought and died at the battle at the Alamo and his name is on the monuments there. Micaiah Autry. He was in the movie, the Alamo he's portrayed in there. So he is my second cousin five times removed so and there's a there's a letter that he wrote to his wife on display and apparently an eagle that he carved i've never been down there to see any of this 
it's very, very, very underwhelming. I'm going to be honest with oh, you. Oh, wow. Wow. You know what? This show Directly is over, across, man. This show is yeah. done. Sorry. We're done. Sorry. Directly I, across from that grave or that monument is a Ripley's Believe It or Not. And Oh, see? He's not <laughs> in there. A wax, no. In a wax museum. So He fought and died at the Battle of Ripley's. Ripley's. Yeah. Yes. Tim, I took my new VR headset and actually walked around the Alamo. And I have to agree, It's while it is nice to look at, it does seem a little underwhelming for... The Alamo of, in general? Yeah, for yeah. the whole concept of it. and See, just having a relative attached to that, I really it's definitely on my list if I really want to go there. No, so, I mean, you should so. definitely go, yeah. and then you take a, you take about a half-mile stroll, and we'll get some good beer. Be like, but, okay, uh, I've done it. I'm going to go down and see Dustin and see what's on tap roadmap. virtually walked around the outside of the brewery as well to get an idea of where you're at. I guess you're just down the street, like straight down the street from the Alamo. Yeah, right? you don't have to make a turn at all. I have a, <laughs> I have have We have a beer named Electric Skateboard, but I have an Electric Skateboard that I'll ride through downtown all the time. And it's there you go, man. No turns required. No turns yeah. required. That's a great beer name. That is. Yeah. Let me take my phone out and get that. <laughs> get that down real quick. Go. Now, Dustin, we did want to mention something that kind of tied into something we spoke about last week. Uh, we had Brian Orlando on, on with us who had collaborated with 1940s Brewing Company. They did a beer called uh, Never Alone for mental health awareness. And Roadmap actually does one called Things We Don't Say. And uh, that is also for mental health. Can you tell us about that project? Yeah, I, I can't steal too much of the credit there. We've done some stuff. We have a wake-up call. We did a campaign for uh, suicide awareness with our coffee milk stout. But Things We Don't Say actually was started by uh, Eagle Park in Milwaukee. And the whole concept is really that there, there's too many things we don't say and we don't talk about. And mental health is probably the biggest one. So it's a it's a cause that's really close to our family and uh, and to our brewery as a whole. So it's one that we, we, we're excited to release uh, this coming summer. That's awesome. So it's kind of a another open source project where they've got the recipe, you can brew it and help out with the cause there. Is that right? Yeah, yeah. So, I mean, I think the, the big one that everyone remembers is All Together. And then uh, right. Black is yeah. Beautiful started here in yep. town from a sure. uh, brewery less than Weathered Souls. Weathered Souls, right? Yeah. yeah. So those two were the big ones. And then this one, I, I hope it gets to that level because uh, that's kind of the whole thing is that, that no one's talking about it. And so we were really excited. Uh, currently, I think we're still the only Texas brewery to be participating. I'm talking with the Texas Brewers Guild about getting some more people involved and how we can expand that. It's all about getting the awareness out there that it's okay not to be okay, um, and and yeah. we all got we all got a lot going on in, in this uh, not so roaring twenties that it's been. You remember Especially, all of that? Yeah. Like, I remember at the end of uh, of twenty nineteen, everybody talking about their roaring twenties parties and that they were the holiday party so I went to was a roaring twenties. We yeah. we should have known when we saw Tiger King and like that type of roar was what right. they meant. That's it. Roared right out. <laughs> we at were us, never man. going to recover from this financial. That's right. That's it. <laughs> yeah, and you know, mental health has still got such a stigma to it. You know, if you hear anybody talk about I went to my therapist or I'm going, you know, taking an antidepressant or something. A lot of people still don't view that just like if you said, hey, I've got this sickness. And I've got COVID-19 and I'm being treated for that. No one's going to take a weird look at you for that. Yeah. Yeah. And it's so. um, it's funny, actually. It's perfect timing because actually I uh, I don't get a lot of days off as a brewery owner, but I, I actually was lucky enough to get a day off to go up to Austin, just me and my dog. And we went and had a brewery little tour and visited some friends and that was my therapy session uh it doesn't have to be a therapist right something for yourself Take care of your brain go outside get some sunlight yeah. and vitamin d Indeed. heal your get healed you're listening to the beer guys radio show 
We do need to take another break, but we'll be back very soon with more from Roadmap Brewing. Craft beer forged with a reverence for tradition and new styles that start a revolution. Ironmonger Brewing. The brewers at Ironmonger Brewing pride themselves at being masters of barrel-aged, hoppy, and sour beers. They invite you to their tap room in Marietta, Georgia to taste and see. Also visit their barrel room for an intimate drinking experience with great live entertainment. Keep up to date on all things Ironmonger by liking them on Facebook. Ironmonger Brewing. Establishing a new standard in craft beer. Looking for a great craft beer to enjoy at home? Get your beer to go at The Nest in Kennesaw, Georgia. Choose from their 48 taps to enjoy there with some tasty barbecue and take some home with you for later. Grab a crispy pilsner, a nice tart sour, or a bold stout to sit by the fire. Just bring your growler in and choose a favorite or two to take with you. It's our beer, your growler, at The Nest for your brews to go. Check out the beer and food menus before you visit at thenestkennesaw.com. the beer guys on facebook twitter and instagram now back to the beer guys radio show Shake it back! welcome back to the beer guys radio show if you enjoy the show please consider supporting us on patreon just go to patreon.com slash beer guys patrons get cool perks like beer guys swag and commercial free episodes now let's get back to roadmap brewing Dustin, we just opened a beer here, Samoa Cookie Stout, and this kind of ties in. We had heard that uh, you weren't really a big fan of higher gravity beers. Is that right? I enjoy them every once in a while, but I, I enjoy a beer that I can drink more than one of and enjoy the conversation still. That's understandable. <laughs> so yeah. sparingly, sparingly. I saw in the, the back wall, Real Ale, is, you're a fan of Cascales too, right? That's and a that's, brewing company. Oh, is it real? Yeah, in well, Texas. both. The answer it's is both. both. Okay, yeah. it's both. Okay. That, right. Is that true that you are a big cask aficionado? Because I may have heard that as well. I lived in London for a little bit. Uh, I studied in London. Uh, I drank lots of cask. I wish that I could get to brew it, but uh, we're, we're working on it. That's, okay. what, that's what I'll say. Okay. That, we've got a few local people here that have the love for cask ale, and we see them pop up every now and then, different brew pubs, or there's actually Atlanta cask ale tasting right. that, uh, that is a big festival that's done, but we don't see a lot of them, so... Not too often. No. And when we do, you know, Dustin, the thing is, is when you throw cask ales at Americans, then you end up with a cask version of a 12% cookie stout, you know? It's a little <laughs> yeah. a little different than what you're getting in the in the English pubs. Now, I've had some really nice grisettes, saisons, and, of course, some English milds and that, but a lot of the time what we see, especially at that cask ale tasting, is people doing crazy stouts and that and putting them in a yeah. cask. Yeah, it's funny that we're drinking this beer right now, uh, Samoa, which right off the bat, I'll squash any stories that the misspellings on purpose or it's supposed to be. I liked your story there, Tim. About, I was like, going to say Samoa, we, gave, we Samoa, gave you an out Samoa, on that one. You want yeah. Samoa of this. Uh, it's basically that we just can't spell. Okay. So it is brewed. We brew it every February with Girl Scout cookies. The only knock on 
that terrible app called Untapped that people will always knock it on is that it doesn't taste like a cookie. And and I always respond, well, it's because it's a beer. It's a beer. Um, <laughs> it's inspired. It's inspired. If yeah. you want a cookie, yeah. eat the cookie. If you want beer, drink the beer. You're more than welcome to dip a cookie in there. But so some of the, you know, what we see around the country, like you were describing, we have these crazy pastry stouts that finish super sweet and, you know, are like finishing gravity is so high compared to like what normal beer should be at like starting gravity. So we kind of take our own approach to that and we make sure the beer is inspired by that cookie, not that cookie. Makes sense. We talked early in the show about seeing Pilsners coming back and, and these lighter drinking beers. And when you go out to sit down and drink with friends, you don't want an 11, 12% stout. You can't sit down and have four or five of those over. We went a couple of weeks ago, Dustin, one of our local breweries, Halfway Crooks, which we talked about several times, uh, did a traditional coal service. And so oh, we sat fun. down at 20 centiliters at a time. We had our coaster that they did the tick marks and we sat there with several friends chatting and just, they just came around and said, ready for another and dropped a coastal on the table. I'm like, this is the way to do it right here. Oh yeah. They didn't even ask. It was just kind of, they saw it getting, getting low. They brought another Swap one it out, put the cold tick mark and, and fresh. Yeah. yeah. If you don't have that coaster on top, you, you know, I was actually just drinking at a, a brewery up in Austin yesterday, St. Elmo. Uh, Carl is the name of their Kolsch. And uh, I won't lie, I kind of wish that was happening because I was sitting outside and my glass, my stein was going a little yeah, low. Getting and I was low, like, hey, getting low. Uh, when's someone going to bring this to me? There's no coaster on top. It's, <laughs> it's ready to go. Come on, yeah. come on, get with it. Like the Brazilian steakhouses where you got the little coin you turn over. Exactly. Keep bringing yeah, the yeah. beer. Keep bringing the beer. Uh, what is it? Bubba Gump shrimp. We just want more beer. Keep running. See, for that's it. Or whatever it. it is. They ought to have one that does both. I mean, that would be amazing. I mean, that would be. Kolsch and Brazilian steaks. I would just Are never you leave. signed up, Brian? Yes, yeah, I, I'm on, on board. board. Absolutely on board. So you've got a can release coming up, uh, Cat on the Moon, a New England IPA. Tell us a little bit about that. That's an entire series, right? Yeah, yeah. So we call it the Cat Series. Uh, it's Cat on this, Cat on that. So the original one was Cat on a Pogo Stick. The next one was uh, Cat on a Zip Line. Then we had Cat on a Zoom Call, which that release just happened to time out perfect with that uh, whole meme. <laughs> with all uh, the Zoom calls. <laughs> yeah, I, yeah. And then uh, the next one is Cat on the Moon. So it's the same base New England IPA. We don't call them hazies because we, we think haze should be the uh, byproduct of the process, not the goal. Uh, but they are usually hazy. So it's a heavily late edition, dry hopped New England IPA. This one's going to use Galaxy and Strata hops, hence the name on the moon. And it's named after Simcoe, who's our brewery cat. She's on all the labels. Her cartoon version of hers on the label. She keeps all the mice away from our grain. That's good. Yeah. You know, the meme you're talking about, I, I was thinking of a different one. You're talking about the one with the lawyer. So what's crazy is we were so like perfect with the cat on the Zoom call release that we didn't know what that meme was until two days after we released the beer. And Beautiful. Yeah. People didn't realize like it takes time to get a label approved and like printed and everything else. And they're like, Oh, did you do this just real quick? Because you saw that meme and what me, no. you should take yeah. credit for it. It's like, Oh, absolutely. Yeah. We're, yeah. We we're started fast. It. We're, we're yeah. small. We're agile. We just turn that right around. And just, just run with it. Yeah. I think it's a better story that it was just coincidental actually. Yeah. yeah. See, I'm going to take the different approach that we were just ahead of it. That's right. Ahead of the time. We started it. We weren't weren't behind it. We were just ahead of it. I am not a cat, Your Honor. Yeah. Just FYI there. Now, you know, Brian, you had a few beers that you mentioned, kind of some neat names in that in our uh, promo that we did for this last week. 
I think whole fields of barley, two-year BA midnight train to Kentucky, and we talked about Little Roadie already there. So, yeah, uh, you missed uh, one of our core beers is Minivan Dad. That's our double IPA. Okay. That's our second top-selling beer. I am a dad. I do drive a minivan, and uh, I do think it is the most versatile car there is. Just like. A double IPA is a very versatile beer. Do you feel like it changes you getting into a minivan? Because I've seen people who get into a minivan, they seem sane, they get into a minivan, and then they seem to lose it. I don't know. The trick is to just lose it before you get in. Oh, maybe then... it's they lost okay. it, and that's why Time they got for the in. minivan. Okay. All right. <laughs> you know, Dustin, something Brian is forgetting right now is when we went down to Tampa several years uh. ago for Hunapu's <laughs> festival. Yeah. And uh, our rental car happened to be a minivan. It was. And I think right. we had six. Man, let me tell you about a gorgeous ride it on was. the interstate yeah. down there. You got to get the stow and go. You can put the beer underneath the floor. I'm like, you know. We brought back all the beer we wanted. There we did. There was no problem with enough space. I'm like, anybody else yeah. needs some more beer? Anybody else needs some I more stuff? I think I sent you guys a can of that. You got to read the little story on the we back did. of the can. We did, actually. Yeah, yeah. we do oh. have it. We'll have to check that out. But we did. I think ours was a, a town and country. Is that one a Chrysler? Yeah, yeah. I think it was a town and yeah. country. Is that a minivan or is that a full-on van? That was a minivan. Was it I mean, a minivan? You don't know anymore. nothing about a minivan. I don't know anything about vans. You need a van. You need a big cargo van with an airbrush scene on the I side. I need a van Brian. down by the river is what I need. Yeah, good stuff. <laughs> well, you know what? Before we run out of time here, something we definitely want to talk about. We want to talk about Groot's. Dustin, because you don't hear okay. you don't hear a lot of hot Groot talk. So we're going to change that here today. And uh, so you brewed a Groot. Right? Uh, yeah, I, I assume you're talking about the uh, screaming Norwegian or screaming brewer. Screaming, screaming brewer. brewer, yes, yeah. sir. Yeah, that was a fun project. It turned out really well, as like you said, there's not a lot of groots on the market, so we don't know what to compare it to. That was me and our other brewer, Daniel. Uh, he picked those spruce tips out of his own backyard here in Texas, and we brought it in and we brewed a small batch of it. We had no idea what to do because there's, like you said, you don't hear a lot about it, right? Uh, so we brewed it. We didn't call it a Groot, although that's really what it was. Technically, yeah, a, Groot. Yeah, we said a Norwegian farmhouse because uh, we just tried to brew it like the Vikings would, including Daniel, our other brewer, uh, screaming at the fermenter to wake the yeast and ward off the uh, That's where the screaming came as from. As is tradition. Yeah. Okay. Um, I don't know. I wish I had the date so I could tell people what date to go back. Daniel hates social media, so I'd love to see people check in on that post. just go back there. Just, you can video of just, him screaming yeah it's just a video of him screaming from behind a mask at a fermenter uh <laughs> as he's pitching yeast and it sounds a little bit like a goat is dying but uh beautiful beautiful but yeah that's apparently what the uh the vikings used to do okay now did you use any other uh herbals or spices or that other than the spruce tips or was that it in this so we did technically we hopped it with a small amount of hops just so that we could say it was still a beer but it was mostly just the spruce tips and daniel would be the better one to ask he knows what's going okay. in his backyard gotcha. he just literally just went out there the morning of and just chopped them down like paul bunyan <laughs> we've tried that before it didn't work out for us so when we homebrewed brian went to back home to portland that's and right he thinks they were spruce tips to I us got- and i trusted him Parking lot so we spruce put them in a beer. I'm sure they were legit. It was interesting. Good <laughs> stuff. Well, Dustin, thank you so much for joining us. If people want to keep up with what is happening at Roadmap, what's going to be the best way for them to do that? Yeah, check out all the social media uh, platforms, Facebook, Twitter, Instagram. Admittedly, not that active on Twitter, but uh, it's, it's at Roadmap Brewing. So straight cool. across the board or RoadmapBrewing.com. Awesome. Sounds good. We really appreciate it.
Yeah, thanks for having me on. You bet. Well, that about wraps it up for this episode of the Beer Guys Radio Show. Join us next week as we talk with Iron Hill Brewery. We are Beer Guys Radio on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. Thanks for tuning in. Have a great week, and don't forget to drink local. Cheers. Cheers.